Wow, it's hard to believe that one full year has already come and gone. Thank you for listening to the Motion City Church podcast. In this specific podcast, you will be able to experience our Christmas service for 2016. There will be moments of worship as well as moments of spoken word. At the end, we have Pastor Steve Nyland with us to discuss the blessings we have thanks to Jesus' birth. We hope you enjoy and pray for you as one year ends and a new one begins. Merry Christmas. I'm eight-year-old, and my name is Kira. I, I, hello, my name is Leah. I'm six years old. My name is Penny, and I'm six years old. I'm Taylor, and I'm six. But Angel was, went to Mary and said that, said that she was going to have a baby, and then, and then, on Christmas, Jesus, Jesus came and said, and, and then they had a baby, and his name was Jesus, and, and he was God's son. When Jesus was born, he was in a manger, and his name was Jesus. Jesus and Mary had to go to, the, to, go to um, Bethlehem. To, be, to count the number of people, but and they were still having a baby, and they he was the only ones who knew the baby. My favorite thing about Christmas is staying with my parents and having a good time, opening presents and having the big dinners, and knowing and celebrating um, Jesus's. Um, uh, Jesus Jesus being born. My favorite thing about Christmas is getting presents. Because I got a really fluffy unicorn. I get, um, the favorite thing about Christmas is that, um, I get to see, um, Santa and, um, I get to go to my grandma's dude's house and I get to see our new baby cousin. Thank you, ladies. Wow. Well, man, if you are out in the hallway, we just want to say welcome. You can come on in, grab a cup of coffee and a cookie, and uh, make your way in. Man, we are in for a wonderful night tonight. We've got just a lot of new things that we're going to be trying tonight. For all those kids in here, we've got a kids area up at the front. If you want to color and play with some toys, do some puzzles, kiddos, we are so Glad that you are in service with us tonight, and uh, and you know here's the deal, boys and girls. This is what I was hearing. I was hearing that we might be visited tonight. Uh, Santa called me on the telephone and said that he might be coming tonight to uh, to see all of you guys. So we got to be good listeners tonight and have a good time, but uh, make sure that you keep your eyes out uh, and ears open. For some ho-ho-hoing, because Santa might be showing up tonight. So as you guys make your way in right now, I want to take this time and uh, and just once again say welcome to everybody who's coming down. But I want to introduce Tegan, our City Kids Director, and she is going to uh, intro this next thing that we're going to be doing right now. So Tegan, take it away. Well, good afternoon or evening, I guess. This is so different. 
Um, my name is Tegan, and I have the privilege of leading Kids Church every Sunday um, and directing um, our City Kids Ministry and our Toddler City Ministry as well. And this is one of our more traditional, favored um, times here at Motion City Church where we like to invite all of the kids, all ages, up to the stage, and we want your help singing a little song. Um, which Miss Elena and Nathan are going to help us sing. So we're going to be singing Jingle Bells. So if you have your parents' car keys, those make the best Jingle Bells. So you come on up stage. You come on up here. And you, you guys can. Yeah, so all the kids are welcome up on stage to help us kick off service by singing Jingle Bells. So this is Miss Elena, you guys, and she's going to help you sing. She's got the best voice ever. All right, kids, are we ready to sing Jingle Bells? All right, here we go. Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle all the way. job you guys you can go hand your keys back to your parents they might need those later I'll hand you back to your parents thank you awesome all right and just so everybody knows there is a place over here our blue mat has trains and colors and no planes but it's if you need to take a break from service or anybody feels restless that is your area over there and Nancy Nyland is going to come on up with some um, announcements but let's just give the kids one more round of applause for their amazing singing good evening Motion City Church it is our Christmas service on December 19th so with that in mind Keep in mind there will be no service on December 25th. However, you can go online for a devotional at motioncitychurch.com or you can go to Facebook and there is there will be a devotional on there. You can be doing it. We'll be doing it together but yet by ourselves, but it will be a family affair. Okay. So also, we want to invite you to the New Year's Day family service which will be New Year's Day here at Falwell School. It will be a family service, so we want to start the year off as family and get going with that, so please come at 10.30 on New Year's Day. Also, this is going to be our time to do the tithe and offering. 
So I've been thinking about the giving aspect of things. We talk about this all the time. But as we have already celebrated our Nyland family Christmas, uh, my husband Wayne and I were getting everything ready for our two families to come. We have two sons, daughter-in-laws, and four grandchildren. So the house is quiet. We're getting things in order, and then they come. And that joy of the sound of grandkids and all the, the craziness that goes on with it, it was just an amazing thing. And now we have one granddaughter that's old enough to read, so she was the one to distribute all of the gifts because she could read the names. And then to watch them opening the gifts that they received just brings such great joy to, to my heart. And so for myself, as being the giver of those gifts, I received the joy by just watching the joy that they had when they opened them. So when we think about Christmas, we think about God's love for us, and we think about how much he loved us that he sent his only son really to die. He lived for 33 years so it could reflect how then we were to live, but he came really to die for you and for me so that we could live eternally if we were to believe in him. So let's think about tonight as giving back to the greatest giver of all, and that is the Lord, as we prepare our tithes and offerings. And so I see that our ushers are slowly making their way forward. And before we take our tithes and offerings, let's pray. Well, our precious Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this time that we can come together and we can celebrate the birth of your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, we're so honored to be able to celebrate together as family here, but because of what you have done for us. So I pray, Lord God, as we give to this offering, Lord God, we would give with joyful hearts back to you, Lord God, for everything that you have done and continue to do for us. So we give you the honor and the glory. We ask all these things in the precious and most holy name of Jesus. Amen. There is a light that shines in the darkness, and it seems it took a while to spark it. We waited and prayed for a change of our fate, a past we like to part with. And God, the divine artist, gives light. Though stark at first, it's obvious this birth is an ominous threat to death on earth. There was no time to rest at first, but oh, what a night. A holy night for a conquest. When God blessed a girl with the hope of the world in her womb, soon to be tested to carry this light to earth and usher in the wonder of men to preach where darkness lurks. Declaring joy, peace, and worth to a world so glum. We're so undeserving of worthiness or grace, yet he comes to establish a kingdom. Jesus, Messiah, comes to fulfill in us his bride, somewhat of a dominion within our dust. With an open heart, he can change me, but it's with his choosing that there comes a change within me. It's more than choosing to lose some loose change to a stranger in the street. Man, recognize the weight. All for our sake, this truth stooped as lowly as a manger scene. To bring light to the soul, not light to our streets on our trees, detracting from the fact that this light is a light that he's given me. He's given you this light so that he could shine, not just to illuminate his glory on a gloomy day, but to give us peace divine. This Christmas, on our wish list, let's let hope be the focus. No more coasting. My hope is that folks will boast in our king with the angels, a host of vocalists, proclaiming Jesus has come. 
And we must become a reenactment of that magical night, the madrigal sight of Mary choosing to carry this light. So leisurely we tarry, scared to bear the plight of a love able to change men of fright into considerate kin. Oh, to be like them, just to try with all our might. You see, the shepherds, they were offering up presents, not knowing the one in their presence would present to them the ultimate gift, nullifying the present and the past, giving us a future in Him. So now's the time to surrender and carry a light to a place that's lacking splendor. Trust me, it's not how costly the gift, but how much that gift costs you. With a proper heart, you'll find a light in the darkness. So don't hide it or leave it alone. Swallow your pride and rely on His light to guide you home.
She was young, vibrant, blossoming, yet naive. Maybe not even a day past 13, and yet she finds herself tangled in between. The shame and embarrassment of a seemingly scandalous scene. Unmarried with child labeled damaged, rebellious, girl running wild. Her so-called sin was seen too heinous for fair trial. But the father was in the midst at work all the while. For he saw what lay beneath, hand-picked to raise the sacrifice. In tenderness, in pain, realized she would raise Emmanuel, God with us. 750 years, the prophecy waiting. Her faith read, firm, unwavering, for the fulfillment of the angel engaging. Her, you are highly favored. You will be with child. You will give birth to a son. Emmanuel became ever so close, more humble than ever expected. Would the excuses rage loud in her head? It's too unbelievable, too out of the box, too controversial. Would the thoughts run wild? Immature, inexperienced, incomplete. Not up to this task. Instead, to the girl now shut out, outcast, shunned by closed doors, bearing the one she would someday call Lord. She would treasure all these things in her heart, not needing to plead her case or retort. She would respond, my soul magnifies the Lord. Let it be me, as you have said. My spirit rejoices in God, my savior. All generations will call me blessed. Her obedience and patience would beget the utmost reward. Hers to raise and release, the Lord of all lords, the wonderful counselor, almighty God, everlasting father, the prince of peace.
trade he was successful and reputation respectable the kind of man without a detectable weak link his future secured his business assured he was a righteous man esteemed steady trusted engaged to be married to a girl suddenly viewed unacceptable if he stayed to protect they would violently object for taking in a wayward wife a man in his position had the right to leave a man like him had the right to protect his dreams protect his future but without the safety he'd provide the reality she might not survive he would show decency the kind of plan to send her in secrecy but the father had chosen him intentionally god knew he was capable of more joseph son of david do not be afraid god trusted him he knew joseph could father this baby would follow this baby would be present would protect would be faithful he would be a man where others saw shame god saw humility god saw trust where they saw stupidity 
kindness, unconditional love. He did the right thing because he was willing to listen, willing to yield, willing to alter his course when God revealed his plan, seemingly thrown to a whim, was in reality a life-catching wind. The exact moment of the Holy Spirit in the divine plan. His strength would never be recognized. It was counterculture. It didn't harmonize. But his courage ran deeper than preserving his own future. He chose to trust when he did not understand. He would be faithful even as it contradicted his plan. He would father this son of God, the son of man. They were the wrong religion, wrong ethnicity, wrong profession, not even in the general vicinity. Students of all things celestial, they calculated the heavens, the order and majesty, causing them to believe the stars were divine messengers to all humankind. But as they gazed upon the sky, something new caught their eye. 
All they'd ever known of stars, history, prophecy, came down to this one star. This star whispered so compellingly, an undercurrent telling of kingdoms moving, realigning, the world stage shifting right in front of them, declaring deity, royalty, death. Along with what it was indicating, moment by moment, it was relocating, beckoning them to abandon all to pursue. This star's message so profound, they traveled far, they covered ground, did not detour or depart from their quest. Across deserts, foreign cultures, conversations with others who should have known the signs were unaware. This star, peculiar, so mysterious, began to act even more curious. As its directions began to move, emotion stars do not. From north to south, it led them in. From contrast of appalling king, to their knees in the dirt, at the sweet child feet of the king who'd saved the world. Their gifts so telling, it had begun. The salvation of every tribe and tongue. No more battle lines drawn or humans devalued, worth defined on outward terms. The heavens resounded from afar. You're worth it, enough that I'd move stars. You belong. There is no Greek nor Jew. No station will move you out of value. My unmerited favor, my grace can be yours. My sacrifice can cover the sores in your heart, from your sin, from the scars left within. He sees purpose in each soul, in their hearts, to their core. He declares, there is more. I see you. I love you. You are more. Child is this who lay to rest? 
bursting forth with exuberance, blazing white brilliance, bright was the night, encapsulated in remembrance. I was tending the flock on the hillside as usual, when a flash of blinding light rendered me unmovable. Teeth chattering, heart pounding, stomach turning, eyes burning, every part of me trembling. Fear not, do not fear. These words cut through the clamor, pressing peacefully in my ear. A missioned messenger proclaims our Messiah in a manger. But why to me, a stranger, a ranger, a sheep wrangler, a lesser man acquainted with danger? Who is this King of glory that is coming is from me when I have been labeled lowly, unholy, unkept, and unclean? What does this mean? Could this be the one who sets the captives free? Who makes the lame beggars walk and the blind men see? Bright was the night encapsulated in remembrance because that was the night I heard of love's transcendence. The Savior in kindness will lead all to repentance. Glory to God for the incarnation of His presence. brightly shining It is the night of our dear Savior's birth Long lay the world in sin and terror pining till he and the soul felt its worth The thrill of hope The weary world rejoices For yonder breaks The new and glorious morn Shall he break 
for the slave is our brother and in his name all oppression shall see sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus praise we let all within us praise his holy name Christ is the Lord oh praise his name forever his So tonight, can I ask you a question? Have you ever had a plan not go quite the way you had planned it on going? For all my type A people out there, how do you respond when things don't go quite the way that you planned on them going? Type B people. Yes, Addie, you and I. How do you respond when things don't go quite the way that you had planned on them going? And, and, and here's what I know about type A people. Type B people in these moments make type A people horrible scenario go 100 times worse because we're usually just laughing and type A people are usually stressing out about why we're laughing. And so it adds more weight and more stress and more pressure. But the thing I love about the scriptures is that Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, it talks about, it says, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. I can remember in light of Christmas, in light of the, the celebration of our Savior being born, I go back and think about when my oldest daughter, Taylor, was born. And I remember when the moment my wife, Jen, went into that, it's time to go to the hospital type labor. And all of a sudden at four in the morning, I was calling the hospital saying, we're coming in, we're having a baby. And they said, well, how long till you get here? And I said, about four minutes. And then they were surprised when I was telling the truth because we literally lived across the field from the hospital. I had to write an apology note to the farmer because I cruised right through those crops. And I remember in that moment during that day fighting the excitement and the terror and whichever emotion was winning at that moment in my, in my body. And in, in spite of whatever I was feeling, it was such an incredible day. And as the day moved along and as Jen got closer and closer to having Taylor, all of a sudden we began to have different conversations. We began to have conversations not so much of natural childbirth, but we started having conversations about C-sections. Now, I'm not sure if that's a very small 
conversational turn, but for me it was a huge change in conversation. It was a huge change in anticipation and expectancy. See, we were going from having a natural childbirth to having surgery. And I'm already sleep-deprived. Tim knows about that. Tim and Jen just had beautiful, beautiful Sophia celebrating her first Christmas at Motion City Church. We, we're Sophia, we're so glad you're with us, baby. But I'm already sleep-deprived, and all of a sudden we, we change the conversation. We throw a wrench into the plan, and all of a sudden I find myself kind of having miniature panic attacks throughout the rest of the night, and, and then all of a sudden they wheel Jen away, and, and I'm just left standing in what looks like a hazmat suit, uh, just waiting for them to bring me back to, to, to be with my wife and, and to meet my daughter. And all of a sudden at 12.50 a.m. on July 4th, I heard the cries of my oldest daughter, Taylor, and all that stress and all that anxiety was replaced with love, joy, hope, and, and expectation. Tonight, as we remember and as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we can't forget that everything surrounding the incredible story of Jesus' birth was basically a story of a lot of wrenches being thrown into a lot of plans. Matthew chapter 1 Starting in verse 18, it says this, This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. Talk about a wrench being thrown into plans. Joseph, a well-respected man within the community, a small business owner engaged to, at the time, he thought a respectable woman, Mary. And then all of a sudden, Mary throws a wrench into Joseph's plan by dropping the news over coffee that, by the way, I'm pregnant. And it wasn't with another guy. It was the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not so much a practical jokes, but I'm pretty sure that one can only be used once, and Mary used it. So all of a sudden, Joseph is faced with, with certain questions. He begins to question everything, I'm sure. He begins to doubt anything. And I can imagine Joseph thinking over and over and over again, this is not how this is supposed to be. This is not how this was supposed to go. Can you imagine what was going on inside of Mary's mind? What are my parents going to say? What, are, what is Joseph going to do? There's no way that he's going to believe me. What is everyone going to say about me? People are going to think that I'm a horrible person. This isn't what I wanted. This wasn't what I had planned. I just don't understand, God, what you're doing. And if there's one thing that I've learned in my 33 years of life following the Lord, it's that you don't have to understand the plan to trust that God has a purpose. You don't have to understand the plan to trust God, trust that God has a purpose. In the middle of the plan that you didn't plan for, now, now what do we do? Now where do we go? Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 20 through 24, says this, As he, Joseph, considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary for your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message to the prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive 
a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord had commanded and took Mary as his wife. In the midst of the messiness of the Christmas story and in the mess, in the midst of the mess of of your story and my story, God is creating a message out of the messiness. God is reminding Mary and Joseph, and my prayer is that God is reminding you tonight that he has a purpose for your pain and that he is in the middle of your mess. That God's ways are higher and that his thoughts are greater than ours. And it's in the middle of the mess that God brings into history the Savior of the world. Sometimes God's greatest invitations can feel like our worst inconveniences. Who would have thought that a mess like the Christmas story, dealing with an unwed teen mother murder, a scandal, assassination attempts would have been the perfect situation for God to bring about the Savior, Jesus Christ. God had a change of plans, and it was for his greatest glory and our greatest benefit. Sometimes I think we can live life and we can do what Proverbs says and we can make plans of our own and we can begin to live life like those plans have been written in stone. But tonight, I want to tell you, in spite of life going how you planned it to go and for life to maybe throw some wrenches in the midst of it, I think that God brought you here tonight for me to tell you simply this. God sent Jesus for you. God sent Jesus for you. God loves you so much that he sent Jesus Christ, his only son, to be born of a virgin and live a sinless life, but live a life that so disrupted the religious norms of the day that it ultimately led Jesus to be murdered on a cross by the very people that he was sent to love and save so that you and I could experience love and have an opportunity to turn from our sin and follow Jesus Christ. God loves you so much that he would sacrifice who was most precious to him for you and for me. John chapter 15 verse 13 says this, There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus' life was lived to reveal this kind of love. A selfless, sacrificial love giving us a way to make our lives right with God. And as the worship team comes up tonight, I want to invite you to just for a moment to just bow your heads and close your eyes. And, 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 and if you're watching kids, maybe just keep one eye open and you can close one eye. That's fine. They're shifty and quick, those kids are. But tonight I believe that God is inviting some of you into a relationship with him. I I don't believe that God invites us into a religion, but I believe that he invites us into a relationship. And once we become, once we submit our lives and once we uh, ask God to forgive us of our sins and take over our lives and, and use our past and use our present and our futures, I believe that, like I said before, we don't belong to a religion anymore, but we belong to this love revolution that exists to love people well because we understand that we have been loved well. For some of you tonight, this actually means that you're going to move away 
from simply believing about Jesus to believing in Jesus. For some of you, it means that you are going to let go of the shame of your past and allow God to use it as a catalyst for your future. Because if Jesus' life shows us, anything, shows us anything, it shows us that we have been created to be with God. But the truth is our sin, it separates us from God. And, and I think so often we try and we try and we try by good deeds. Man, I'll go to church enough times and I'll read the Bible enough times and I'll do the, the right thing at the right time in front of the right people. And we think that our good deeds are enough to, to diminish the consequence of sin and, and, and it can't. But Jesus being born in a manger begins the story of God paying the tab for your life. Anybody ever been to a restaurant where someone just surprises you by picking up your tab? In those moments, I'm just like, man, someone must have seen that I was in trouble. And sometimes it's such a surprise, but either way, it's like, man, I just walked out with a free meal. I love that. I love walking out with a free meal. It's fantastic. I would have eaten more if I would have known. But Jesus' life and ultimately his death paid the price for your and for my sin. And everyone who trusts in the name of Jesus is welcomed into God's family. And, and the truth is that your life with Jesus can start tonight. And so if I just want to ask everybody just really quickly to bow their heads and close their eyes. And no matter where you're at, no matter what you've been involved in, no matter what you're dealing with tonight, can I tell you this, that if your life feels like a mess, that's fine. Welcome to the mess. If your life feels a little crazy, that's fine. God can do a lot with crazy. But tonight, if you're in here and you're saying, you know, Pastor Steve, I don't have a relationship with Jesus. I know about Jesus, but I don't believe in Jesus. And tonight, I want to make the decision to trust in Jesus with everything I have inside of me. With heads bowed and eyes closing and parents with one eye open and one eye closed. If that's you and you're saying, yeah, today I want to trust, tonight I want to make the decision to trust in Jesus. Would you just throw your hand up real quick? You can throw it up, throw it down, that's fine. Just throw it up, throw it down. And I just want to pray with you real quick. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, Heavenly Father, I thank you for every single person who is in here tonight. God, I believe that our lives have been purposed to spend eternity with you. And God, we are so grateful for Jesus, for coming and being born, for living a life he didn't have to live, for dying a death he didn't deserve to die, ultimately for you to speak to our hearts and say, I love you this much. God, for every person in this place who made a decision tonight, who, who, who decided, yeah, I'm going to follow Jesus. Father, I ask that they would feel in their heart a new start, a new beginning. Because, God, that's ultimately what you give us. You give us a new beginning. You give us a new opportunity. To not go back to who we used to be, but have a new life purposed and restored for your fame and for your glory. It's in the name of Jesus I pray. Amen.
Motion City Church, can I let you know something? What we are celebrating here tonight is the fact that because love has been born, hope is now here. And because hope is now here, we know without doubt that God is indeed with us. And so at this time, I would like to invite you to stand. And I want us to sing with everything we have inside of us. Boys and girls, I need you guys to help me sing as loud as you can. We're going to sing joy to the world. The Lord has come. We've got every reason to celebrate because God is here and Jesus is alive. So boys and girls, stand up and sing as loud as you can. Nathan and Elaine and the team, take it away. You guys are doing a great job. Bye.
just so blessed and honored and excited that you are with us tonight, and, 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 and we hope that you have a Merry Christmas, and, 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 and boys and girls, could you, just, could you listen just for a quick second? So here's what I think. I think we should talk for another 20 minutes. Boys and girls, did you hear that? Man, we are so, thank you guys for doing so well and sitting in service today. It was so fun having you here. Parents, man, you need to give your kids 900 cookies. They did a great job, except for the, 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 the except for Theo on the stairs. He's throwing stuff at people, so no. I, <laughs> we love you. Theo's great. Anyway, thank you so much for being here tonight. Have a wonderful Merry Christmas, and we will see you back January 1st as we kick off the new year with another family service. Have a wonderful wonderful night. God bless you. And uh, man, go see that. Go, go find out who was ho-ho-hoing. Boys and, boys and girls, go find out. Go find out for me. Go, go, go. You guys have a wonderful night.